Hello, FPL managers. Welcome to another episode of the FPL Optimized Podcast. We have reached episode number 35. This is the podcast in which we combine analytics with the good old eye test. I am Bas, the casual manager, and my co-host is Sirtop, the data scientist. Data or grass, or data and grass? That's the question. These are busy and exciting weeks in which a lot of planning is required, but even then, success is never guaranteed, as we could see also in this game week, I mean game week 25 in this case, in which many people took hits or even used a chip, but it might not always have paid off. But as always, let's trust the process and keep marching forward. Game week 25 has just ended as we are recording this on Wednesday night, just after the final whistle in the Liverpool game. And game week 26 is already coming up. In today's episode, we'll focus on the game week 26 to 29 period, as this will be an important period to navigate as it's full with doubles and blanks. Before we dive into it, as always, and for our own credibility, I think we should talk a bit about our own teams and performances again. So, Sirtop, how did Game Week 25 go for you? And I think you activated your triple captainship, didn't you? Yes, I did. Well, the Game Week started terrible with the Darwin not appearing in Liverpool squad in the first game. He was my mm. transfer of the Game Week along with Tarkovsky, who missed clean sheets twice. Ended yeah. up with zero points. That's incredible, yes. isn't it? Yeah. Well, you were asking wow. last time, so now you know why we ban Everton players. And yeah, I mean, I made the same <laughs> mistake. I brought him in as well, and that was really pointless. You're right. <laughs> so you see, so that's why we banned him. But yeah. um, you can't person wanted me to apologize to Everton fans because last week I said <laughs> I won't be bringing an Everton player, but I did anyway. So. Oh, yes. Well, apologies to Everton fans, but thanks for the zero points anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I got 102 points, oh. uh, 800,000 game week rank. And well, I will be honest, it is very underwhelming uh, as far as triple captainship yeah. goes. 11 points from Salah times three. So mm. my overall rank moved from 1 million, around 1 million to 700k. So the short answer of how did game week 25 go i think it was a slightly above average week all things considered how was it for yeah. you bus yeah and uh well i just watched the liverpool game and i think you can still be quite happy with the salah goal because it mm. didn't look like it <laughs> he, had, he had quite a bad game so yeah the, the goal, i think yeah you should be happy with it yeah, I mean, uh, my week was decent. I think I had a similar score, uh, also around 100 points. I need to see uh, the final one. Um, the weekend was quite good with 56. And now tonight, it wasn't too bad either with good scores from Martinelli, Saka and Trent. And uh, yeah, I, make it, I made a kind of a last minute switch with the, the armband. I had it on Saka all week long. And last minute, I switched it to Trent. I was thinking, well, you know, I brought in Trent, so maybe I should just give him the armband. Mm -hmm. uh, and after the first game, it looked like it was the right decision. Um, and I think after the two games, you know, they were quite on an even score, so it didn't matter too much as, as Saka uh, tonight. Yeah, he had a goal and an assist, so he, he, he had quite some points. 
But on the midfield, I'm, I'm really happy that I kept the faith uh, in Martinelli as he delivered uh, 26 points in total. Uh, so, yeah, I think he's still a very good one to have. He, he got his starting spot back. But I still have Maras, so that turned a bit into an issue for me. <laughs> Who knew? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, with City, you never know, right? Now suddenly Foden is, back, yeah, Foden is back in form. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think I might just stay away from that. But but let's see. And in attack, I'm also still happy that I, I kept uh, Sir Harry, also known as Mr. Consistent, as he added again another six points to my total. Yeah, the only regret, we just talked about it. I brought in Tarkovsky for minus four. I think last week I said I didn't want to take a hit, but I think once it became clear that Patterson wouldn't play, I was thinking, uh, you know, I, I can bring in Tarkovsky for minus four. Probably he will play two games. In worst case, he gets four points. <laughs> uh, again, four minus four, you know, it's, it's, it's balanced. But in reality, he has zero points. <laughs> so, uh, it's it's a minus four net and also i think i should have thought about it a bit longer but i think everybody got a bit blind blinded by the double game week for everton um but you know i think it would have been better to to go for a, for a villa player for example well, yeah. it would have set me up also quite nicely for for the next game weeks i i think i think it was a right decision i mean they could have got a clean sheet which could have justified your decision. I think we are yeah, talking with the hindsight now. I mean, they played Villa, and we've been talking about Villa with Watkins being in form. So that was, I think, already sure. quite a low-chance clean sheet. And then today they played Arsenal, which was also a low-chance clean, clean sheet. So, But anyway, we were believing in the Sean Dyke uh, effect, but it didn't happen this week. Well, you win some, you lose some. But overall, still quite a good game week, I think. Uh, yeah, and one thing I should not forget to mention is Ederson. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> another disappointing performance. I know you are used to it, but you know I'm still quite a, a new owner. Uh, and, and the joke on Twitter already is each time to watch in which minute uh, City will lose the clean sheet. And uh, apparently, or not apparently, uh, actually at the moment, it's, it seems to be quite unavoidable. <laughs> City <laughs> loses the clean sheets, even when they're 0-4 up against Bournemouth. Uh, so for me, I think he will have to go. Oh, you're selling him. Yes. yes. <laughs> Let's go. I brought him in a few weeks ago. And maybe if, if you remember what I said, I brought him in for the double. Well, that yeah, didn't work. I remember, yeah. And I also brought him in for game week 25, as they had a good game week against Bournemouth. But yeah. also that didn't work. So, yeah. Now, you know, I brought him in for that. And now I think it's time to move on. Uh, and, and I think that's maybe a nice bridge to the next section, if you don't mind. Because mm -hmm, sure. uh, for anyone considering a new goalkeeper like me... Mm -hmm. But maybe also people who are on a wild card, and I think there are a few people who are activating their wild card this week. Uh, what can you recommend based on the data for the goalkeeper position? Mm -hmm. Yeah, before that, well, I will mention you got the taste of analytics this <laughs> season by get bringing Ederson, and yes. yeah, th this is what we deal every week <laughs> so uh, getting okay. players for you know potential points but not getting yeah. any points yeah. well i think it's smart that you're selling ederson now 
Yeah, you know, I'm a flexible guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm an ITAS manager. Sometimes <laughs> I go for a bit of data, but in this case, I will switch back. Okay. Uh, goodbye data. <laughs> yeah, Analytics Discord is pretty much obsessed with your Ederson transfer. So next year, maybe you should have a team name with a, you know, play on Ederson's name. I think oh, that yeah. might All be right. nice. Let's see. <laughs> okay, so in wildcard souls, um, well, this was before the cup games, by the way, but uh, so that EV might also have changed. Meanwhile, I yeah. see Kepa and Raya. Mm-hmm. Uh, so because they have favorable fixtures if you rotate them, because you get uh, Kepa against Leeds, in, and then Raya against Everton and Southampton in yeah. twenty-seven. And then you get yeah. Kepa against Everton at home. Yeah. And then you get Raya, another double game week against Brighton plus Manchester United. And also Raya plays against Fulham uh, this game week and Leicester in 28. So even if you want to, you know, if you if you only need a, a single goalkeeper, then Raya yeah. has really favorable fixtures. Yeah. But if you can delay your transfer one game week... Uh, be, uh, Pop is also a nice one because he plays against Manchester City this game week, so his EV mm-hmm. is naturally low. But yeah. starting from next game week, he plays against Wolves, then Nottingham Forest, then a double game week against Manchester United and West Ham, then B- Brentford. Yeah. So I think it's he is also a good goalkeeper pick. And all these goalkeepers that I have mentioned, they are only two EV apart uh, between Raya and Pop. And, okay. Yeah. That's all right. That's my recommendations. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I was thinking about Raya already, so it's good that he uh, comes up uh, number one in in your chart. Mm-hmm. Um, Brantford has a good defensive record this season, and they will also have most games, I think, of all teams during yeah. the next four game weeks, as they have two doubles. Yes. So I think in general, Brantford players will be quite popular transfer targets. Uh, and the same for Brighton players. Mm-hmm. And also the thing with Raya compared to Pope is also the price. Uh, I think uh, Raya is 4.8, Pope is 5.4. Yes. So that's, I'm looking to find some budget as currently I, I have, I think, zero in the bank. Mm-hmm. So moving Ederson to Raya would free up some funds, which I can then use elsewhere again. Yeah. All right. Thanks for that. Um, does it make sense to look at an updated optimal team as we usually do, or is it better maybe to skip it this week as we can still expect some fixture updates to happen soon uh, based on the FA Cup results and the next draw? So as we are recording right now, the games have recently finished, so we didn't have yeah. a chance to look uh, at what's happening in, de- in depth. Uh, yeah. But we know that Tottenham will not blank in game week 28 and game week 32 now yeah. because they lost. And also, we so they won't also double. It means that Kane won't get a double game week. So if you were considering to triple captain him, maybe. And right. also Manchester City is very likely to blank in 32 um, because they will play against Burnley in the cup. And they yeah. were supposed to play against Brighton in game week 32. And... So, and also Liverpool and Fulham game might be in 34 or game week 37. But so I'm saying this because we didn't have a chance to actually uh, check the EV. I don't 
even no. think that the well. data is updated uh, on FBR review. So what I will do instead is I will uh, wait until the FBR review and other models update their predictions and yeah. I will rerun the optimal wildcard team and share it on, on my Twitter, hopefully before the deadline, maybe Friday yeah. night. Okay, cool. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, uh, indeed, a lot of things uh, just got decided and I think some things will still change. So could be good in general, maybe to wait with decisions. I think some people are quite eager maybe to, to pull the wildcard trigger already for game week 26. But I think maybe it makes sense to, to wait a bit longer. But yeah, again, team dependent and also, of course, very much uh, dependent on your, on your manager style. Uh, let's tackle some Twitter questions. Um, as could be expected, many questions are about the best chip strategies, as this is on everyone's minds now, and for an obvious reason. Uh, as you know, any transfers we will make now, that yeah, the, the the transfers you make depend on the strips, the the chip strategy that you have in mind. Um, so again, maybe it's a bit early as again there was not so much time to digest all the latest uh, fa cup results but is there anything you would like to add this week about optimal chip strategies um so when i was running it for my team i get wildcard 28 bench boost 29 and then free hit 32 as the best chip strategy yeah but i'm also considering the wildcard in 33 since including like if you include a, around like four uh, expected value loss per game week between 35 and 38 mm -hmm. uh, because you will wildcard early. So yeah. it puts wildcard 28 and wildcard 32 plans roughly around the same EV total. Okay. I know that many people are also considering wild, considering to wildcard this game week. Yes. Um, I don't need to because I already have like two Brighton players and... I think Solver was recommending me to sell uh, one of my forwards and buy Tony, but I don't know if I will do that. Hmm. Um, but talking in general, I think people are a little bit obsessed about the small EV gains between these chip strategies. I don't think there is a big difference, right. even though you might be seeing that the wildcarding early is giving you a kind of a bigger expected value. That's yeah. mostly boiled down to two things. The first one yeah. is we don't see the expected value uh, for game weeks between 35 and 38. Yeah. And the second thing is uh, models usually apply a natural decay of the expected value as the game yeah. weeks go by because there's a chance of uh, your players getting injured or getting rotated or the plans getting changed. So yeah. that you will always see that wildcarding right now is giving you the biggest, you know, impact. Right. Um, so, but again, I think both like wildcarding in 26, 27, 28, and then bench boosting in 29, which is the one of the biggest uh, double game weeks, if not the biggest, and yeah. then free hitting in 32 or 34. That's a good plan. And another good plan, which... I will likely to follow is free hitting in 28 um, and then wildcarding somewhere between 30 to 33 and then bench boosting in 34 because that will be also a nice game week to bench yeah. boost too. Yeah. yeah. These are the main strategies I can think of. Okay. Which one are you considering? Yeah. Um, 
I also still feel most comfortable with a wildcard 33 bench boost 34 strategy, even though yeah, I can see a lot of noise on Twitter today about, you know, wildcarding already now. For me, I think I will try to wait. And there are a few reasons. One is I think I can manage the upcoming game weeks with my regular transfers, even though, you know, it might not be completely optimal compared to a wildcard or free hit team. Mm -hmm. I think it will still be strong enough. Uh, the other reason is that, um, yeah, to your point, I think wildcarding now is a bit early as it's still a long way to go until the end of the season. Um, you know, it might, good, it might look good now, but you'll probably still need it later or you might regret it later. And the third point is, uh, yeah, I quite like that there are just a few days between game week 33 and 34. I was looking at it earlier today. Game week 33 is played midweek, which should then make it a bit safer to select the right players for the bench boost. I mean, you know, there's always a risk that uh, players will get benched or injured, but uh, there's not so much time in between that decision and the actual game mm. week. Um, but yeah, you know, until then, the big fear, of course, is that if many people wildcard or bench boost in the 26 to 29 period, I will probably lose some rank, but then, of course, I will, I, you know, I hope to to gain back uh, later. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm thinking now. Okay. Um, and as, as we just said, and, and as, as you mentioned, one difficulty we face, you also spoke about it last week, is that we don't have all the information about uh, game week 34 or, you know, uh, following game weeks. So it makes it more difficult to actual, accurately compare the EV of the different scenarios. And Football Metrics FPL and also Stefan Haugsrund were asking about this. Like, how are you handling this? Yeah, I briefly mentioned uh, just a bit ago, but I will repeat again. It is very challenging. I don't think there's an easy way to do this because no. we really don't know the EV between that period. So, I mean, if you don't know, well, <laughs> you don't know. So no. what I can do is I can look at the past, like historical information of how much EV I was bleeding if I was wildcarding early. So yeah. usually when we use a, like a DK of 0 0.85, it will give you a team which is very strong at the beginning of the horizon. And eventually it will get you know, further away from the ideal team because you are making only one transfer or maybe two transfers uh, in a game week so that you will be, you know, far from the ideal, like the optimal team, maybe, you know, two players, three players. If you are always optimizing, if you are always following the optimal team, then yeah. you will be a few players away from the ideal team of that actually game week. So which roughly translates into three or four EV per game week. So that it, so this difference will eventually increase. So if uh -huh. you wildcard now, when the ter game week 35 comes, you will be, it, it, this is my estimation, I might be wrong here. You will be around three EV away from the optimal. And if we assume that it is three or four, then mm -hmm. we have four game weeks. If we assume it's four EV, it roughly yeah. means 16 expected value that you will bleed later. But you yeah. are also gaining some right now. 
So you right. might be gaining, let's say, 19 right now, and then you will bleed EV around 16 when Game Week 35 comes. I mean, yeah. it might it makes sense to then wildcard right now. Yeah. Again, this is a very rough uh, idea. I think it will around the same. That's why people are kind of split in these, like whether to wildcard now or later. Yeah. So the idea is then is this. If you don't need to take too many hits right now, and then the mm -hmm. EV gain is not that significant, it is much better to wait. But if you see an immediate impact of an EV jump more than like let's say twenty points, then yeah. yes, then you you can wildcard. I don't want to say that you should, but it's probably a good idea to wildcard. Yeah. And I should I should also mention that we don't know which plan will be optimal at the end. We don't know the, which one will be the hindsight optimal. Obviously, I'm yeah. also I'm talking both in terms of prediction points, predicted points, and also FPL points. So we don't know. So this is what we are trying to estimate. And in my opinion, whether mm -hmm. you wildcard right now or 27, 28 versus you wildcard later around like game week 32, 33, I yeah. think the EV gain will be around the same with the current information we have. Right. Okay. Yeah. So not really... <laughs> not, 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 not the answer people are waiting. <laughs> not really a so, clear direction we can give. I mean, it would be too easy to say, yeah, everybody, let's just do it now. Um, <laughs> it's also team dependent. And yeah, it's, I think Certainly. it depends a bit on you. I mean, do you want to go for the thing you know for sure? Like yeah, the game weeks that are in front of you and you want to fully benefit from that? And maybe, you know, you'll then suffer from it later. Uh, or do you think you can survive these game weeks and you know you will try to benefit then from the chips uh in in the 33 34 period yeah i mean either way it doesn't matter much but if you ask me about a team that i didn't see before like whether yeah. that guy should be wildcarding or not the right. answer is probably yes at least in game week 26 7 and 28 one of those okay. game weeks it is better to wildcard Okay. And the reason is, if you were not prepared to handle the, you know, the blank game week 28 and yeah. also like the doubles before and after, you're probably yeah. in a shape that you can actually have an e expected value gain. But if you were always optimizing, like using an analytics tool like FBI Reviews Planner or the Python Solver or whatever, so yeah. you're probably well prepared. So you don't need to wildcard. But for an. Yeah you know, randomly selected player, I think they will benefit from wildcarding. Yeah. So I know yeah. that I'm talking a little bit cryptic right now, but yeah, yeah for, for an average player, I think wildcarding yeah. early has lots of benefits. Okay. No, no, that's a good point. All right. Cool. Think enough about chip strategies. And I, for sure, I think we'll come back again on it next week as well, <laughs> as this will <laughs> remain a, a key topic for the next game weeks. Uh, but let's, uh, for now, uh, take a specific player-related question. Uh, we received one from uh, Vardy Boys on uh, Twitter. He's wondering if it could make sense to sell Haaland for game week 28 and 29, as they will have a blank and then play a single game against Liverpool. Yeah. So uh, quite a tough game. 
while other attackers like Felix, uh, Inacho, Watkins, and Tony, they all have three games to play in that period. So, yeah, looking at it like that, it's an interesting one indeed. My my first thought was never sell Haaland. <laughs> <laughs> but when you look at it like this, as, as, as just described it, then I think uh, there could be an upside in going for a short-term switch. However, of course, you will lose some value probably if, if you buy him back and depending on also how long you already owned him. So this is something to, to consider. Um, how are you looking at it, Sirtup? I think yes. Uh, I think it makes sense. Many analytics players are considering it as far as I know. And I won't mm -hmm. be surprised to see many people do it actually. Yeah. You're right that team value loss has some expected value impact too. Uh, we mentioned that it was around 0.4 EV per game week if you lose 1 million in team value. and uh, But however, as you mentioned, in two game weeks, they play, these players play three games versus yeah. Holland will play only one game. Yeah. So the expected value gain from players like Felix is worth, at least in theory. So yeah. my answer is yes. Team value lost doesn't have that much an EV impact compared to the ones you gain. But yeah, I, I think lots of people will also say, yeah, never sell Holland and they will keep it. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we were on auto-captaining Holland. <laughs> I think we were also thinking uh, never sell Holland. But indeed, for this specific period, those two game weeks, blanking and playing Liverpool while others have three games, could make sense to uh, to say goodbye to Haaland for just a short period of time. Mm -hmm. Something uh, we should consider. All right. Um, we had a, another question, which I thought was a good one, from uh, Carl Isgren. Uh, he said that many of us will likely go for the popular picks from the teams that will be doubling, uh, which means that many of the teams will look the same. So he was asking if we could recommend some differentials, uh, you know, players with lower ownership, but still with a relatively high EV. Is that something we can already do? Yeah, I will say same <laughs> with my answer to the wildcard question. I will yeah. wait until tomorrow until the, we get an update on the expected values. And I will try to share the players who are owned less than, let's say, 5-10% in uh, top tiers. Yeah. Good EV. And obviously, people are transferring, these, transferring in these players. So... Well, we can't promise that they will be owned, uh, you know, at a low level. But yeah. based on what we had uh, in the previous game weeks, yes, right. I will share on Twitter. Okay. Tomorrow. Okay. Well, sorry, people. Normally, we always try to provide all the answers in the podcast, <laughs> but uh, it's a tight schedule. Know, a, lot, a lot of things are changing uh, this game week, so I hope you can understand and appreciate that. But make sure to follow Sirtalp uh, on Twitter. That's uh, at Sirtalp Bilal, as in general, he's always sharing a lot of uh, useful information. All right. Um, there was also a question from FPL Focal, and he was saying, after tonight's results, he was saying that yesterday, but I think the same goes for today. Where can I get the biggest serving of EV? <laughs> so I think he's talking about in general. Yeah. 
where to go for the best EV? Yeah, well, I'm always happy to hear that you know people are interested in expected value and models and predictions, and especially for bigger accounts like Focal or like Andy, let's talk FPL Andy. So they follow models very closely. And mm-hmm. uh, after uh, Oscar's question, I actually have a look at uh, the well, the optimal teams and optimal plans. Um, but this was before the, the, the today's games and also before the cup games. So this will likely change. But just to mention, so the biggest EV in the future game weeks that we have is game week 29. Yeah. If you have the optimal lineup that game week, you will get 98 EV at my team value. So it could be a little bit higher if you have a better team value, by the way. And yeah. if you bench boost optimally that game week, you can have yeah. an EV around 126. Hmm. So it is the biggest game week that we can have. Um, it's, the, it's the highest EV we can have in this horizon. And other than that, Game Week 34 is also another big one. So the optimal yeah. lineup gives you 95 EV. And optimal bench boost squad gives you 115 EV. Yeah. Uh, I also compared, you know, the chip plans if you wildcard now or wildcard 27, 28. So there's not big differences between those uh, okay. compared to the... Like compared to the plan where you have optimal team every game week and assume that there's no penalty, you can yeah. collect 614 EV between game week 26 and game week 34. Yeah. But if you, let's say, wildcard in 28, bench boost in 29, and then free hit in 32, the EV you can have is 616, which is pretty good. I mean, you are over... Uh, total EV without using chips but also not getting penalized so that's pretty much it so you need to have a plan to handle game week 29 or game week 34 properly At, actually like both of them you should have a plan how to tackle game week 29 and 34 if you right. are going to wait like in your case if you are considering to wildcard in 33 and then yeah. or like around that time bus yeah you need to have a plan for 29. Right. Most likely you will need to take hits because it, it's a big game week. Uh, lots of teams are doubling. Yeah. So lots of EV to gain that game week. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's the biggest serving of EV we have on our radar right now. 29 and then 34. Okay, good. Yeah, um, I'm just thinking about what you said uh, in my case. Indeed, Game Week 29 is where we should be really ready with a strong team to to benefit from it. I think what was said in many uh, or by many people is that, you know, some of the teams that double in 27 also double in 29, again, like mm-hmm. Brighton and, and Brentford, to, to just name two. So that kind of helps, I guess, to prepare because we we can already get get the team ready as of 27. Of course, then the the challenge is 28, which which is more of a blank game week. But maybe it got a little bit easier with, after the FA Cup results. Like also tonight, now that we know that Spurs will have a game, at least in my case, you know, I have Kane, so that again, uh, it's 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 one player extra for that game week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah, I mean. 
you can hear, I guess, from <laughs> the way I talk about it is that it's still quite unclear. And I think for many people, <laughs> it will be the same. Yeah. At least it's good that we still have our chips because uh, there's also people without chips. That's true. Yeah. Hopefully we will gain some ranks ag against them. Well, if they're yeah. listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, especially then planning will be key. So true. Um, still good to listen to us, I would mm -hmm. say. <laughs> yes, true. All right. Thanks for all that information, uh, Sirdab. Um, I think it covers it for this week. Uh, game week 26, the one ahead of us is a single game week. Uh, but still, as, as we discussed, some managers might be considering to hit the wildcard button already now. Uh, some might be making a transfer with the future blanks and doubles in mind, and others might probably hold on to their guns uh, to just buy a bit more time for the next game week, which will be 27. So different options. We hope our podcast helps you a bit to decide on the best strategy for your team. And for sure, next week in the podcast, we will be back with more information and also more details as by then, you know, all the fixture plans uh, will be a bit clearer and also the models will have had a chance to update. Uh, Sirtop, anything you would like to add before we close this episode number 35? No, thanks for preparing the episode, Lars. Thank you too. Um, and thanks again to our listeners for listening to our podcast. Good luck with the upcoming game weeks. It won't be easy, but as always, we hope your arrows will be green. Uh, we will be back next week with another episode. You can subscribe to our podcast so you will know when the next episode is out. And you can also follow us on Twitter. For Surtop, it's at Surtop Bilal. And for me, it's at Belfi BB. Have a good rest of the week and talk to you again next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>